Hey guys, it's Cooper Gretsch here from Kick It to Scoot. I am the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. You want to be part of the show, Kick It to Scoot? Send through your questions through the Facebook link, which I'll attach every show on the post. And if you want to email me at aflinfolive at gmail.com, send through your questions and you may feature on the show and be answered your question from yours truly, Cooper Gretsch, for free. Yes, for free. If you want to be on the show, as I said, send it through and I'll get back to you. Go Saints! Stop the music, stop the music, stop the bloody music. I am going to start off with something very, very important. I promoted it, and I'm now going to dish it out. A St Kilda review. You know I'm a passionate Saints fan and member, um, but there's things going wrong in all facets at the moment. And one of them is not only the playing list, uh, the injury list, but also the coaches. Not necessarily Brett Ratton, but it's been the CEO, Simon Lethlean, uh, sorry, Matty Finnis, and a uh, few other people in the higher-ups and Simon Lethlean and co with the transparency of how they've been promoting the football club and lying in some phases, whether it's about injuries or about whatever it's about. But I'm going to go through what is the problem, what needs to change, what doesn't need to change, what people, some people you need to cut some slack a bit on um, and leave the disrespect comments to, like Max King, Jack Higgins. But I'm going to go through every player on the list in brief summary in what needs to change and what doesn't need to change. So we'll start off with the coaching staff. Now, Brett Rand's fine. So people underneath Aaron Hamill, who's the backline coach, never played backline in his life, gone already. Brendan Laid, yeah, I'm not so sure. But Aaron Hamill should be gone. Ratton's safe for now, but if the, the trends happen again, he may be in trouble for the following year after, at the end of next year. But in saying that, Alan Richardson had a long list of injuries and he still got dumped halfway through the season. Felt bad for Rich, though, so we have to feel for Ratton as well. Now, the playing list, the list that is not going to go unscathed at all. We'll start off in alphabetical, well, it's not alphabetical order, in numerical or whatever you call it, number order. Number one, Nick Caulfield, in and out of the side. And so he should be out of the side at the moment. He's been terrible this year. He'd be someone personally that I'd be putting on the trade table. Number two, Jake Carlisle, injured at the moment, had some good games this year. It's West Coast against Nick Danui, beat him in the ruck. Yes, Nick Danui beat in the ruck. So Jake Carlisle may be uh, retiring at the end of the season anyway, but. If he's not, he should be kept on the list for at least another season. Number three, Zach Jones. Uh, as a pass mark, when he hasn't been injured in the multiple times he has been this year, he's been more than serviceable, so he deserves to stay on the list, uh, clearly. Jay Gresham, number four, he's injured all the time the last two years. He's a gun player. Uh, he's safe. Number five, Brad Crouch. Been a great recruit, Trolls. Great recruit this year. Uh, his last four weeks in particular have been dominant, so he's safe. Seb Ross in the leadership group, uh, experienced midfielder. He's safe also. Number seven, and uh, someone who they tried to ship off to the Crows last year in the conversation they tried to get for Brad Crouch, Luke Dunstan. Well, Luke, you personally know how I felt uh, a few times, but uh, yeah, be lucky on the list, mate. You should be gone at the end of the season, no doubt. Yes, you try hard. There's nothing wrong with that. You do always try your best, but your skills are amateur level, mate. Sorry. We'll go number. Eight, Bradley Hill. Now, an interesting one. Clearly, 
he's staying on the list and deserves to. For his quality, he's underperformed. Rats is usually excuses after excuses defending him, uh, but his skills this year have been good when he's had the ball, but he can't lay a tackle at all, and he needs to uh, build up on that part of his game. He needs to be able to be strong and tackling because he's tackling this year. He's just been broken away far too easily. Number nine, the skipper, the man of steel, Jack Steele. What can I say anymore about the co-skipper? He's fantastic. He's safe. He's a gun. He's a man of steel. He's in my All-Australian squad, which I'll get to very soon. Number 10. Wow. Move on to number 10. And that is none other than Dan Hannabury. Hannes has uh, been injured a lot this year um, or previous few years. Uh, might be the way for him to end his career. Um, this year, unfortunately, fan. He's still another year on his contract. Been a good player when he has played. He's played 13 games for St Kilda. Uh, he's been serviceable in all 13 games, but we'll have to wait and see. Hunter Clark, number 11. Well, yeah. Look, he's performing pretty well this year. He broke his jaw courageously uh, in a big effort against David McKay from the Crows, which we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, he's been good this year when he's played. Uh, number 12, Maxi King Winks. Um, Yes, his golfing hasn't been great this year, but guys, cut him some like Matty Lloyd, you're one. Kane Corns, you're one. I can name the whole media, for God's sake. Lift your game and leave Max alone. He's doing fine. His golfing may not be great, but he's doing fine, so shut up. Uh, number 13, Jack Loney. People will have a go at Loney. At least he's got guts. He tries, unlike some. He's been dropped in and out of the side this year, unfairly, I think. And uh, Loney's is a handy player, so shut up, trolls. Uh, number 14, the inspirational skipper or co-skipper now in Jaron Geary, tough as nails, tougher than Joel Selwood trolls. He is the toughest player in the competition. Look at all the courageous injuries he's had for his leg when in the game in China. He's broken his leg, now done his shoulder. He's tough. He does anything for that footy club and he's a great leader. And Jaron Geary is a great player as well and a great person, an all-round fantastic player and bloke is the skipper, Jaron Geary. Uh, 15, Jack Billings. People saying they should trade him. No, he's still ever reliable, consistent in 20 plus every game. A good ball user. Uh, so JB does stay. Number 16, Dan Butler, 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 as BT would say. Butler, yes, he's underperformed a bit this year, uh, which has been disappointing to be honest. And should have been dropped. If all the injuries are a bit hard to drop someone when there is no one in to pick from. Uh, uh, number 18, Paddy Wright. I missed the start of the year for personal reasons. He's still doing fine. His tap work's been pretty good, but he probably needs to impact a bit more uh, around the ground. Well, he, I take that back. He's been pretty consistent. Uh, so, yeah. Number 19, his counterpart in the ruck, Rowan Marshall, who's been injured a fair bit this year. He's did pretty well when he's played, but uh, unfortunately he's been out for so long. Uh, we'll move on to number 20, Dougal Howard. Obviously he's, been, he's been great this year. His ball use, his decision-making hasn't been the greatest, but he's still going all right. Now, one of the guys like Caulfield and Dunson that I've blasted so far, 21, Ben Long. Got another year on his contract, unfortunately. Ben, people love to pump you up last year saying you're tough as nails and that. Tough, dumb, stupid, whatever words you want to put, Ben Long should not even be on our list, let alone North Melbourne's list at the moment. He's terrible. Should be lucky to get in the VFL game. Though. He's uh, has been terrible. Number 22, another guy that they need to cut some slack on, like I said about Max King, is Jack Higgins. Is that a great year? Yes, his goal kicking hasn't been great last few weeks. But before that, I think he was 17 goals, eight for the season, something like that. So last time I checked, that's pretty good. So cut Jacko some slack. 
Move on to number 23 is Jack Bytel, a young midfielder that the Saints, Solomon Lethling, said is untouchable in terms of being dropped, and he was dropped four days later. Uh, Jack's a good young inside mid. He uh, will continue to have a good career at the Saints, hopefully. If not, he would elsewhere. We'll move on to number 24, Chip Frawley, James Frawley. Well, it's not much to say. He's been injured most of this year. When he's played, he's been serviceable. But, uh, yeah, that will move on from Chip Frawley. Uh, number 25, Dean Kent. He's been injured a lot this year. But, uh, in fact, pretty much all of this year, uh, bar the start, first few rounds, had a few concussion issues, should be in the team when he's back fit. Number 26, Josh Bellow. Now, Josh Bell had some pretty good games last year, but this year he's fallen out of form dramatically. Josh should be dropped to the VFL, but the problem is we've only got about five players to pick from, so they won't drop him. But Josh should be in the VFL at the moment, the way he's going. Pretty poor, to be honest. Number 27, Sean McKernan. Well, depth player, so that's pretty much all he is, but uh, Andy Depth, when he's at his best, which he showed a fair bit at Essendon. We're on number 28. We'll move on to 28. Timmy Membry, the best hybrid forward in the competition trials, Tim Membry. Don't like it? Move on. Don't care. Tim Membry is a beast, great player, and there's no much, not much more I can say. Jimmy Webster, pretty handed, reliable defender. Matt Allison, a young developing player, probably be delisted end of the year. Ryan Burns, a young mid, number 31, pretty handy. Mason Wood, number 32, being pretty handy. Ben Patton, injured at the moment, small defender. Tommy Highmore, 34, going okay. Jack Sinclair, who's a smoky for the All-Australian squad, is going pretty handy. Dan McKenzie, injured. Leo Conley, young player. Also, Claverino should be dropped off the list. Arrow Joyce, the same. Paul Hunter, the same. And uh, Matty Max Heath, a mid-season draftee, as is Cooper Sharman. Cal Wilkie, reliable in defence. And Sam Alabakis, well, wouldn't even get a game at reserve level with Sam Alabakis. is pretty embarrassing. He's on the list, but he's a Category B rookie. Now, that's all my honest thoughts on St Kilda. In, in, in summary, guys, um, look, the injuries are cruel to us. I've been saying this all along. People want to say, oh, every club has injuries. Yeah. Well, when St Kilda got five players to pick from from a squad of 42 outside of their emergencies, so really nine overall, um, shows that the injuries are real. And there's players like Paddy Ryder, Royal Marshall, Zach Jones have been in and out all season. So cut St Kilda some slack. Yes, there's some clubs in the same position, but so are the Saints. <laughs> so. That is my review on the Saints. Now, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. Now that we got that review out of the way, it's time to get into some of the best segments of the show. Now, we're going to go through the segments today. The segments also include uh, Scoops Goes Bang, everyone's favorite segment, my rolling All-Australian team, the review and preview of the round's on and to come now. The hero of the week. I'm going to have three heroes of the week this week. Uh, some of your audio messages and my final thoughts. And we'll move on to Scoops. Goes bang. The umpiring. I seem to bring up the umpiring every single week and I have a right to bring it up, bring it up every week. The umpiring is absolutely crap. I mean, the umpiring in the St. Kilda Adelaide game was terrible. The North Melbourne GDRS game umpiring was terrible. The West Coast Richmond game umpiring was terrible. The Melbourne Pies Adela- uh, game was terrible umpiring. Like, I'm serious. I'm sick of bringing it up every week. See, I can't speak. I'm so mad at these stupid umpires. Like, seriously, guys, it's, they say it's a tough job. Yes, okay, if you get a decision wrong here and there, 
but it's happening every freaking week. Lift your games. Like I said in a post, get rid of a whole umpiring department. That one, that free against Dougal Howard, supposedly to Raleigh Philthorpe, was embarrassing. Nine minutes ago, cost and killed the game. The momentum people say, oh, the margin, but if they would still have lost by a point, blah, blah, blah. No trolls. It's the momentum swings that the umpires have cost many teams this year. They've done it to Essendon, they've done it to St Kilda a few times. Adelaide won a few games off umpiring decisions. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The umpiring is a joke. Uh, North Melbourne fans would have been hard done by, I suppose, the game in Tassie where they had their draw against the Giants. So the umpiring is terrible. Sack them all and recruit some more umpires, for God's sake. Now, the next and final scoops goes bang is the trolls. You trolls in the comments. I'm seriously sick of it. People have to comment and say stuff like, oh, you know, how did you pick this guy in your team, blah, blah, blah. It's my opinion. You don't like it, get lost. Seriously, I would want to say other words, but I can't. Get lost. Don't like my opinions, that's fine. Never said you have to agree with them. But don't like them, get lost. Go away. Don't care. Don't need you. I've got 41,000 plus loyal followers. So if you don't like what I say, that's fine. Don't have to agree, but get lost. Seriously. As Bev would say, get a grip. Now, nothing too I want to point out in reference to in the comments. If you want to have an opinion on something that I post, whether it's about my rolling all Australian team, team of the week, whatever it is, my Brownlow votes, that's fine. But... You've got to give your own reasons as to why so-and-so should replace so-and-so, not just say, oh, this St Kilda player should be out for this Bulldogs player, yet one's a half back like Jack Sinclair and Bonapelli's a mid-forward. Like, you just can't say that. You just say that because it's a St Kilda player. Give a position-to-position player you want to replace, say, Jack Sinclair or half-back, fine. Name a replacement at a half-back, not a midfielder or someone that can push forward. Thank you very much. You just, you know, rival me up and I'm just sick of it. I'm just going to block more people. They want to complain and complain and complain. Now, that's a very special edition of Scoops. Goes bang. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, we'll move on to my rolling All-Australian team, which is a very heavily debated All-Australian team. A few changes to the team this week, but I'm going to go through the team as I always do, starting in the back line. An unchanged back six, in fact. Jake Lloyd from the Swans, another great game on the weekend. Sam Collins, who was a late withdrawal on the weekend. Uh, we'll wait and see how he goes this week, but he's had a terrific season for why he stays in. Isaac coming young gun from the Giants in the halfback line is in the my pocket. Having a great year. Jack Crisp was crisp with his disposal last week. Oh, sorry, yesterday, in fact, for the Pies against Melbourne. So he deserves his spot on the side, as does Darcy Moore. Had over 10, 1% as Darcy Moore's still in great form. Uh, Daniel Rich, likewise, they had the... Uh, this week, but Daniel Rich is still having a great season nonetheless. Uh, we'll move on to the wingers. Still Sam Walsh and only once. Yes, they're not wingmen, but other than maybe Andrew Gaff, as I mentioned last week, and Paul Seedsman. Uh, there's not really any other dominant wingmen that Sam Walsh and once had better seasons than the two I just mentioned there, so they stay there. And the sentiment is still Jack Stills and Man is still 34 possessions, trolls on the weekend. Still deserves his spot in the team. In the half forward line, We've got David Mundy, Ben King, and Toy Miller. Toy Miller is averaging 31 touches this year. Missed one week of suspension. If he had not been suspended, he probably would be a contender for the Brownlow at the moment. But he's un- un- ineligible now, unfortunately. So he can't win, but he can still get a spot in the All-Australian team. And I think he's a lock at this stage. David Mundy had 2-20 and 20 on the weekend, and Ben King was kept goalless. There'll be people I'll be keeping an eye on for the next few weeks to see if they fall out with the side. 
and in the forward pockets, but Tex Walker, the key for, one of the other, the key forward is Harry Mackay at full forward, and a new addition to the team in the pocket, purely because there's not many any good small forwards at the moment consistently anyway, is Josh and Bruce. Now people can say, oh, an X saying again, what a shock! And the Bulldogs didn't play this week. Well, Charles, as I've alluded to the last few weeks, Josh Bruce has been in contention. His last three games, he had to go in his last game. The two games before that, he kicked three against Melbourne and St Kilda. And he deserved his spot in the side. And he's replaced Jack Darling. And he was had uh, pretty quiet the last three weeks. So I've given him some chances. I'm not saying that Jack Darling can't get back in the side, but Josh Bruce, Joshy Bruce, has replaced him in the side. Now, the Ruckman. Now, I've had Tom Hickey. I've had Brody Grundy. I've had debated about Max Gorn. But it's neither of those three as the new Ruckman. I've gone for a smoky in Sean Darcy from the Dockers, who's replaced Tom Hickey in the team. Sean Darcy has been true for the Dockers, particularly the last month, and he's had a pretty consistent season. If you look at his stats, he's pretty similar to the top-tier Ruckman in the competition this year. So Sean Darcy deserves his spot in the starting lineup as this main and solo Ruckman in my squad. So for all my 22. And his followers are still Jackson McRae. And Tom Mitchell, unchanged there. Tom Mitchell had another great game on the weekend. And interchange, I did debate about a few spots, whether some of these players would go onto the ground or come out. But I've decided still Luke Parker, Clayton Oliver, Callum Mills, and Zach Merritt. So overall, the changes from my round 12 rolling All-Australian team in is Josh Bruce, so I alluded to, and Sean Darcy. Out is Jack Darling and Tom Hickey. Now, we will move on to reviewing and previewing the rounds just gone and upcoming round. So round 13 results, we'll just quickly go through. Port Adelaide and Geelong, 21-point victory to Geelong. Uh, could have gone either way. This side, Connor Rosie, four in the first quarter, but uh, Geelong, led by Jeremy Cameron in the end, got over the line against the power in Adelaide. Swans, defeated by the Hawks by 38 points. What a victory for the Hawks in Sydney. Uh, the Swans will be disappointing headed into their bye. Uh, and the Hawks will be up and about, especially when they got Essendon this week. So the Hawks, John Segler was a late replacement and probably best on ground for me. If not, he was second best on ground. The Dockers and the Suns, uh, Gold Coast had their chances. They even did have a few chances late, but blew it. And the Dockers prevailed late in the last and had a 27-point victory over the Suns in Perth. The Saints and Crows, the Crows were six-point winners, unfortunately for my Saints. Uh, started off well, 36-0. Um, but look, it is what it is. It was disappointing. Shouldn't have got to that position, but the umpiring late was poor. What a surprise. North Melbourne and GWS, the first draw of the year on in Tassie on Sunday. What a great game this was. Uh, there's always that one dominant side of the ground in Tassie, and it proved it to be the case. All the scoring was effectively on one side, and uh, it was a good last quarter from the Giants, but they overall they'd be pretty disappointed the first three because North Melbourne also would be disappointed the way they coughed up a 28-point lead or so at three-quarter time. The game Sunday night in Perth, West Coast Richmond, the Eagles' four-point victory over the Tigers. And Mr. Kennedy, yes, Josh Kennedy, the uh, hero after this, well, 38 seconds to go, kicked the winning goal from the boundary. Josh Kennedy, what a great game. He had four goals as well. Josh Kennedy, love it. Now, you reference that Mr. Kennedy. Why did I say Mr. Kennedy like that? That WWE reference that a lot of people like that uh, analogy that I used or the reference uh, for Mr. Kennedy, for Josh Kennedy. 
Yes, I loved it too. Hence why I went for it. And I pre-planned it. As soon as Josh Jenkins their goal, thought of it instantly and thought, that's what I'll post. And a lot of people loved it. And the final game on Queen's birthday was Melbourne and uh, Adelaide, Melbourne and the Pies. The Pies upset the D's. Are they gone? They're going to Mount Buller. Ah, the Pies, 17-point victories in Bucks' final game as coach. Now, I'll be mentioning Bucks a few times after this, so we'll leave that at that. So, yeah, the following games now, we'll preview the games for round 14. Only five games this round due to the uh, buys still. The final round of the buys, thank God. Uh, at GMHBA on Friday night, we have Geelong and the Bulldogs. As of right now, there is no crowd. There's a possibility that may change. Uh, but at GMHBA, um, I was going to go Geelong, but and the Bulldogs, uh, I don't know, it's 50-50 here. I might go Geelong at home. At Metricon Stadium on Saturday, we've got the Gold Coast Suns and Adelaide. I'm going to go for the power, just. Uh, North Melbourne and Brisbane, this game is now in Tassie, not a Marvel, but that won't change too much. Or you wouldn't think the Brisbane line should be far too good. No Dane Zorko, he accepted that one-week suspension last week. Uh, Saturday night, we've got the Giants and Carlton at Giants Stadium. GWS should be far too good. They want to, They would want to bounce back after their average performance against the Brews in Tassie. And the final game in Launceston in uh, Tasmania, we got Essendon v Hawthorne. Uh, I think Essendon will win, but neutral ground, or well, not really neutral ground. Hawthorne played some home games there. So I'm going to go for an upset. If they can beat the Swans, they can beat the Bombers. So I'll say Essendon, but the Hawks are a red hot chance. Now, we will move on to my heroes of the week. Normally, it's hero of the week, but we'll call it this week, heroes of the week. We'll move on to the first hero. Now, the Denmark Soccer Club in the Euro 2020 competition, there was uh, some dreadful scenes with uh, Ericsson, one of the players, collapsing. It reminded me of um, Dylan Robin from a long time ago, a former Saint now who's retired recently, earlier this year from heart problems. And uh, it was a sickening scene to see a few years ago live watching Dylan Robin collapse. It was uh, really scary times. And uh, to see at the time teammate Jack Nunes and Jake Carlisle sprinting to Robbo and uh, seeing it happen was really, really scary. And it was a similar scenes in the soccer in the Euro 2020 with Christian Eriksen, a Denmark player. Um, I'm not sure the captain's name, so I apologise on the name. Uh, the Denmark captain got around him. They, you know, had tried to help him. They had to perform CPR. I just want to say to the Denmark captain who saved um, Christian Eriksen, you are the clear standout for my hero of the week. So um, hopefully that with Christian Eriksen's on the improve, as reports say, so hopefully he just saved his life. So the Denmark captain, you are by far the hero of the week. And I'd be fair to say probably the hero of the year. So congratulations to the Denmark soccer captain. Uh, some other heroes of the week, uh, Hunter Clark, the courageous act with David McKay from the Crows uh, with that bump that broke his jaw in a few places, six to eight weeks in a miss. Uh, Hunter Clark, as I said in my review, started the season off well, had a few off weeks the last few weeks, missed a week of injury, come back the last few weeks, um, had eight possessions early in the first quarter, so he was performing pretty well. To have that sickening clash with David McKay, uh, who's been referred to the tribunal. Hunter Clark, that was a courageous effort, my friend. As I said about Jaron Geary, how courageous he is, that was a Jaron Geary-type courageous act, Hunter. So what well I mate, and uh, hopefully to see you back later in the year. 
And my third and final hero of the week is Bucks, Nathan Buckley. Um, people want to criticise him all they want. The media love to, you know, get a coaching coach out of the coaching job, like they did with Alan Richardson, like they've done with previous coaches, and now they've got Bucks out of the job unfairly. The pies are improving the last few weeks, uh, but it was probably all too late for Bucks. But uh, you know what? Bucks is here. I've got a little quick story I want to mention on Nathan Buckley. Uh, some people in the post, I do not appreciate the um, comments of people, you know, disregarding the uh, respect towards myself and Bucks. Uh, I had a uh, some personal things going on a while back and Nathan Buckley helped me, you know, get through it. Uh, he helped me a lot of things. He gave me an opportunity that not many people get an opportunity to do. And uh, Bucks, again, I want to congratulate you on a great career, not only as a player for Collingwood, clearly, but as a coach for the Pies. Got through to the 2018 grand final against West Coast. If it wasn't for Don Sheed, he would have been a premiership coach. So, Bucks, all the best in your career, mate. And, uh, again, I thank you personally for the moment he did for me all the while back. So, uh, Bucks is my other hero of the week. Now, we'll move on to the next segment, which is your audio messages. So, we're going to hear some of your audio messages right now. And just I want to point out too, guys, there may be someone making another appearance from the last week's episode. Oh, here's the first message. Yeah, g'day, Scoops. Uh, Jack here, mate. First time listener, long-time caller. Um, I just wanted to get your take on a few comparisons on who you think the better player is. And I'm a Saints fan too, so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts, mate. Um, firstly, Brad Crouch or Cam Guffrey? Uh, then Jack Sinclair or Jeremy McGovern, and finally Max Gorn or Tom Hickey. Cheers for that, Coops, and keep sticking it to those trolls, mate. Yeah, so we'll keep sticking it to the trolls, mate. You said Brad Crouch or Cam Guthrie. They're both good players, so even Jack Sinclair and Jeremy McGovern is a poor comparison. One's a half bag, one's a key defender, so there's no answer there. And the other one you said was Max Gorn or Tom Hickey. Well, in general, Max Gorn, but Tom Mickey is having the better year at the moment. We'll move on to the next question. Yeah, g'day, Cooper. Joseph Fritzel here. Big fan of the show, mate. Um, who do you think the Saints need to target in the off-season to be premiership contenders? Thanks for that, mate. See ya. Good question, my friend. Uh, saying what does Sinclair need to target in the off-season to become premiership contenders? Uh, well, Paddy Ryder is going to be retiring at the end of next year. So you're going to need that... S- Relief Ruckman with Rowan Marshall. Ideally, Rowan Marshall can play forward with Tim Membry and Max King would have the forward line uh, set up perfectly. So you probably need another Ruckman. Rowan Marshall can be forward as the main Ruckman also, but then you would need probably some support from Max King and Timmy Membry up forward. So balance either of the two. That's one ish, uh, one key point they need to target. Uh, and probably a key defender as well. Dougal Howard's there. Jake Carlos about to retire soon. James Frawley will be retired after this year, if not end of next year. So... They need to get another experienced key defender. There are a lot of halfbacks, but uh, yeah, key forward and uh, key forward slash truck, and definitely a key back to help Dougal Howard. Good question, though, my friend. Next one. Yeah, g'day, Boo. Uh, I mean, Coops. Um, Darren here. Just got a question for you. Long time listener, first time caller. So, if you had to have dinner with one of the following, who would you choose? Marcus Bontempelli, Dustin Martin, and Christian Petrarca. Thanks for that, mate. Kiss it on the lips. See ya. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, sorry, Darren. Uh, who would I want to have dinner with out of the Petrarca, Martin, Bonapelli? This is irrelevant, isn't it? But I have to pick one. We'll go Marcus Bonapelli. Aaron, not Darren. Aaron. 
We'll move on to the next question. No, uh, hello, Cooper. Uh, Philip from Belgrade, Serbia, here again. Uh, you know, it must have been a very tough weekend for you watching the St. Kilda's go down like that. I mean, uh, as a very casual fan, it's it's hard to sort of know what happens. You know, only scoring the six points in the in the second half. So I just thought I'd ask you, Cooper, what what do you think went wrong for the Saints, and uh, where do you see? them going from here for the rest of the season. Thank you, Cooper. Thank you, Philip from Serbia. Again, asked two great questions last week and another great question there. So, Philip, continue to watch the show. Really do appreciate your comments. Are uh, you sending audio messages through, mate, and uh, listening to the show and following AFL football from Serbia? So, really do appreciate that, mate, very much uh, to have an international follow- following. Uh, but, yeah, your question about St Kilda, what went wrong, mate? I don't know, maybe it's complacency. St Kilda seemed to get a lead on its side and th- Seems to me that they think, oh, yeah, that's enough. They never want to bury a team out of 50-plus points. They're always happy to get three, four to five goals up, and they take it easier than they either win by a goal or two and not really as convincing or do what they did and cough up a lead. And uh, it was disappointing. But in saying that, the Duke of Howard freak against him supposedly was ridiculous. It led to Adelaide getting the momentum late in the last quarter and eventually getting the win. But thanks, Philip. I think that was the last question i believe now we got one more final question which we're going to get through now hello scoops my name is ines from nigeria i have a question ben ratton coaches the southern bombers and brett ratton coaches the st kilda saints is this the first time ever two brothers have coached different afl teams before at that same time would love to hear if there was any other brothers who have coached AFL teams before. Thank you again. Okay, I don't know if you're being serious or not, my friend, but uh, let's just say that you are. Yeah, there has been coaches, as the brothers that have been coached before, Chris and Brad Scott, the former North Melbourne coach and the current Geelong coach. So, yes, there has been. And while I'm at it, Brett Rutten and Brett Ratton haven't even got the same last name, mate, so you need to do your research or hear the pronunciation of their names. Rutten, Ratten. Rutten, Ratten. They're not even the same name. So how can they be brothers? So, yeah, appreciate that, guys. I hope you enjoyed all the questions we have answered today. My St Kilda review, my rolling all the shine, Scoop Show's being a whole variety of topics. But till next week, everyone, have a great one and take care. And most importantly, go Saints! Oh, 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 oh. You thought I was done. No. You want me on Cameo. I I didn't mention it at the start, so I'm going to mention it right now. Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. As I said, you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. And before I go, also the merch. I do really appreciate the people that bought all the merch. Um, I'm going to give you a little teaser. The merch that people have purchased is out and uh, we really do appreciate all the people that purchased it and some of the people that have displayed themselves wearing my merch. I really do appreciate that. The people that have privately sent the photos through or on that post, just seen there, a young man. Uh, I do really do appreciate that. Uh, until next time, everyone, have a good one. All the best. And most importantly, go Saints! Go Saints!